Good evening, and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I haven't used the microphone in a while, and I thought, hey, it's 420. And while I am not a smoker, I was in the past of the ganja. So I'd like to give a shout out to Cypress Hill, because I listened to them all the way home, you know. Some people would make fun of that. It's 420 and you listen to Cypress. Of course. It's from the bong. Be Real has probably one of the most distinct hip hop voices ever. I don't, I've never heard anyone really spit it like Be Real. In Insane in the Membrane, when he says, Those pigs want to blow my house down. And I believed him. It's like, oh, all right, motherfuckers. Don't be, be blowing B-Real's house down now. And then Sandog and DJ Muggs. I mean, Cypress Hill, come on. Come on. Essential. Quintessential 420. I thought about talking about Up and Smoke. I haven't watched Up and Smoke in a long time. You know, the the thing about films are, and I, and I will mention my past here, I can remember watching film, certain films, maybe in 2006, stoned off the ganja. And then you watch them sober and you're like, ew. Like, I remember watching Natural Born Killers with some friends stoned and just laughing all the way through it. I thought it was the funniest feel-good comedy I'd ever seen. And then I was like, oh... And the same thing with The Devil's Rejects. The Devil's Rejects, and I watched Three from Hell in 2019, and it sucked. It sucked. But you live, you learn. Yeah, as my friend James would say, who watched it last year and got upset and said, why didn't you warn me? I said, I tried to. I messaged you, and I said, don't watch it. Now... House of a Thousand Corpses is is very disturbing, but you have to watch it first. And then, of course, The Devil's Rejects. Yeah. Films are like that. You know, there are some that you watch. I can say this. The first time I watched Dr. Zhivago, I didn't like it. I thought it was so depressing. It's so Russian. And then someone whom I'm good friends with said that is Russian literature. So then I went back and watched it and I thought, oh, this is actually good compared to the English patient. <laughs> God, that movie. Or as Elaine from Seinfeld said, it sucked. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go there. Films have such a power to translate how you're feeling. That's why when I was with Mary Jane, I, I really couldn't watch movies and enjoy them. You know, I remember someone once telling me they watched A Clockwork Orange under the influence and it, and it disturbed them. And so I didn't attempt to watch that. Or to even go into a movie theater and do that. It just was not, it was not my thing. So I thought, you know, we can talk about film. We can talk about music, whatever we want. And I was given a really great idea by the LNC, whom I often mention on here, the late night crew, our fearless leader. If you don't know who he is, well, I can't tell you. It's like Fight Club. Mm. 
Yeah. I I want to give a shout out to Mr. Jim Steinman who died today. Jim Steinman wrote a lot of meatloafs. I mean, come on, bat out of hell. And I would do anything. Yeah. No, I'm not going to even. I don't come after me. Oh, you're dead, but don't. He died yesterday at the age of 73. He, he, I mean, bat out of hell. Bat out of hell, too. Back into hell. A total eclipse of the heart. Air supplies making love out of nothing at all. Meatloaf's I'd do anything for love, but I won't do that. The Sisters of Mercy. This is corrosion. Celine Dion's cover of It's All Coming Back to Me. Originally released. Oh, okay. For Pandora's box. You know, Meatloaf was originally going to do It's All Coming Back to Me. Oh, yeah. And supposedly, I don't know what went on. But Jim also wrote, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of heart, okay? And he wrote, I think he wrote it, did he? Okay, I'm, I'm looking through, oh, he wrote Bonnie, God, Bonnie Tyler, total eclipse of whatever. Yeah, he wrote a lot of Meatloaf stuff. In fact, he was one of the winners of producer from falling into you yeah okay so heart did this song in the 80s these dreams okay one of my favorites okay see i was right oh it wasn't jim steinman never mind that was bernie toppin (laughs) but jim steinman i mean you think of the work that he did with meatloaf you know come on and uh, the beauty and the uh, theatricality of uh, I would do yeah I'm not gonna yeah don't sue me meatloaf I don't like his politics that's just me but I love the music when meatloaf hits that shit listen motherfuckers yeah so back to the LNC And we were talking to our fearless leader, George, about songs to get naughty to, to adult, adulting. I've had my experience. I mean, (laughs) to this day, I cannot listen to Santana's Black Magic Woman without reminiscing what is attached to that memory wise. Okay. (laughs) Uh, that same person one time I was there we were doing something and Lady Gaga's Born This Way came on 10 years ago and I said stop 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 turn it off I don't want to have a memory of I mean I, I love this song and I like what we're about to do but I don't want that song to be attached to it okay yeah one time this person got out Britney Spears well he got out Britney Spears' songs and I jokingly said what is this your daughter's collection it probably was he did he did have a daughter I think I don't know I know I know how to pick them don't I <laughs> you know uh I mean I I with I cannot 
proudly say that yes we were listening to what's that song give me more more like give me less and kind of make it out and i was like okay turn it off toxic i said to him at one point what do you think i'm toxic why are you playing this shit you know i said hey i can if you want to play santana it what else a lot of Celia Cruz and I don't speak Spanish but I I love Celia Cruz's voice Shakira okay yeah so but the LNC we were kind of floating ideas around and you know could you have could you have sex to Slayer or Ministry because you know Ministry I mean come on come on Uncle Al hey Ministry is one of those bands. <laughs> let's let's just take it like the, with the greatest hits. Okay, you're, if you have sex to the greatest hits from Ministry, it's called the Greatest Fits. What about us? Um, which is from the AI soundtrack, Stigmata. Oh yeah, let's really get it going. The Land of Rape and Honey. Uh, okay, Thieves. So what? NWO, just one fix. Yeah, get it going. Jesus built my hot rod. Reload. <laughs> Bad blood. Uh-huh. Okay. Or you could just put on the mind is a terrible thing to taste. Thieves, burning inside. Better than hope you're not burning inside you know where. Never believe. Cannibal song. Messy. Breathe. So what? Test. Fapes, fapes collapsing. Dream song. Yeah, fapes collapsing. It's probably because the Viagra didn't work. Yeah. But then with Slayer, you know, Slayer keeps it interesting. Don't worry, we're going to talk about films. I know you're you're getting antsy, listeners. Raining Blood, oh Lord. Angel of Death, South of Heaven. Yeah, I know where that is. Open them legs. Seasons in the Abyss, bend over. Dead Skin Mask, exfoliate. Repentless, or Ensemble, Disciple. Well, assume the position and you're a disciple. See what I mean? Yeah. Most definitely, Jesus saves my crotch. Uh, silent scream. Oh, well, a little BDSM won't hurt. Ghosts of war. Necrophobic. <laughs> Spirit in black. Hello. The uh, epidemic. Well, I think we've been there. Threshold. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not a big fan. I am getting into them, though delusions okay cast the first down yeah it's 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 great i also could say well you know we could throw a little pj harvey in there the big exit good fortune a place called home one line beautiful feeling the horse hustle and the hustle there's horror this mess we're in yeah better wipe it up you said something kamikaze this is love horses in my dreams we float yeah pj could take you there although for me the the beautifulness of rid of me Ooh, you got rid of me mist legs rub till it bleeds hook man-sized sextet oh it's it's getting drippy right there highway 61 revisited 50 foot queenie yuri g man-sized dry oh i love dry me jane and snake and my personal favorite ecstasy yeah 
But you know, in the song Dry, she says, I caught it in the face. I'm like, okay. So, yes, you know, you could put those songs within that context and, and have a very wet and uh, adulting type of evening. Or you could use foreplay and watch the film The Devils or A Clockwork Orange. Oh, no. Well, could you? Could you? It depends. It truly... I mean, as I said, as I look back on the 10 years, uh, I do remember we would... Chelsea lately was always on in the background. I like Chelsea. Chelsea Handler and... Trying to think if we ever watched a movie along those lines. I can't really say. I can say with all honesty, we, we never watched porn because it's like you're you're there to do that anyway. It's like why would I put that on? It's like no. Certain movies. I mean, the one movie that I could say. I don't think I recommended it, but I know that you could use this foreplay is the movie The Dreamers. Now, The Dreamers is from 2003, directed by the late Bernardo Bertolucci. You know, Last Tango in Paris, The Last Emperor. He was always doing films about the last something. I think he did. Did he do Stealing Beauty? Because when did he? Okay, he died in 2018. Before the Revolution, that's a good title. 1900, yeah, there's a lot of nudity in that. Stealing, yeah, he did Stealing Beauty. Okay, Besieged, A Triumph of Love, The Dreamers. The Dreamers probably is my favorite. The Dreamers is a 2003 romantic drama. I wouldn't consider it romantic. More like erotic. But by Bernardo Bertolucci. The screenplay is by Gilbert Adair. Based on his 1988 novel, The Holy Innocence. Okay. Here we go. An American university student in Paris who, after meeting a particular brother and sister who are fellow film enthusiasts, becomes entangled in an erotic triangle. Hello. It is set against the backdrop of the 1968 Paris student riots. The film makes several references to various movies of classical and French new wave cinema, incorporating clips from the films that are often intimidated by the actors in particular scenes. Yeah, because they play this game called Forfeit. And if you lose, you have to do something kind of humiliating. There are two versions, an uncut NC-17, one of my favorites, rated version, and then R-rated version. Yeah. It's a good movie. I mean, I wouldn't recommend it for a party. <sighs> the Dreamers probably is, is up there in my top five. But it's just for me. Uh, from a cinematic standpoint, you've got Michael Pitt. What happened to him as Matthew? You've got Eva Green as Isabel. Louis Garrel as Theo. Anna Chancellor as the mother. Robin Renchi as father. Jean-Pierre Kaufman as himself. Jean-Pierre Ledoult as himself. Lauren Cadou as Patrick. Pierre Hassin as first buff. <laughs> Valentin Marat, the second buff. Okay. Yeah. 
you know the film opens with Jimi hendrix a Jimi hendrix song there's a lot of music there's you know as i i've talked about before there's that comparison of chaplin and keaton charlie chaplin and buster keaton they actually do that they talk about it they talk about who's better chaplin or keaton okay what did roger say about it Okay, that's good. Roger Ebert gave the film four stars, his highest rating, describing the film as poignant and extraordinarily beautiful. That is true. But it's for grown-ups, so keep that in mind. I am going to play for you a clip from The Dreamers, if I can find one. There's a lot going on in this movie. A lot. Okay. Here we go. Here it is. Between Keats and Chaplin is the difference between prose and poetry, between the aristocrat and the Trump, between eccentricity and mysticism, between man as a machine and man as a That's good. Except for me, there's no comparison. Why? Is Chaplin's incomparable? No. Because Keaton is incomparable. Keaton? Yeah. You think Keaton's greater than Chaplin? Absolutely, I do. Oh, you're not serious. Of course I am. You're crazy. Oh, come on, Teo, in the first place, you can't deny that Keaton's funnier than Chaplin. Yes, I can. You don't think that Keaton is funnier than Chaplin? I don't think anyone's funnier than Chaplin. Keaton is! Even when he's not doing anything, he's funny. And he looks like Godot. Keaton is a real filmmaker. Chaplin, all he cares about is his own performances, his own ego. It's bullshit. It's not bullshit. Yes, it is. Uh, Sometimes I think you Americans understand fuck all about your own culture. Uh, no wonder you've never got the point of Jerry Lewis. Oh, uh, don't even get me started on Jerry Lewis. Listen, Matthew, when Chaplin wanted to have a beautiful shot in you, huh? better than Keaton, better than anybody. Mm. You remember the, the last shot of City Lights? He looks at the flower girl. She looks at him. And don't forget, she'd been blind, so she was seeing him for the very first time. And it's as if, through her eyes, we also seen him for the very first time. Charlie Chaplin, Charlot, the most famous man in the world. And it's as if we've never really seen him before. Now, in the background, the sister is playing Janice Joplin. So, Janice, or Big Brother, don't come for me, please. Just don't. Okay? This is the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Wait, I just go the extra mile for this shit. If the dreamers could be... Hmm. Is this it? Nope. Oh no, that's in French. <laughs> Even though it takes place in France. Is this it? What about you two? Were you, were you both born in Paris? I entered this world on the Champs-Élysées. 1959. Sur le trottoir des Champs Élysées. And you know what my very first words were? No, what? New York Herald Tribune! New York Herald Tribune! New York Herald Tribune! 
Est-ce que tu m'accompagnes, Aaron Um, so there are clips like that. You know what it did that I loved is it took these films that so many of us know and it mixed them into the film. It's not a perfect film, although I would call it a perfect film. Here we go. This is them running through the loop. Okay, and a Bob Dylan song plays after, and I don't want Bob Dylan to get pissed, so no. That is The Dreamers. I told you we'd talk about something for 20. Was I ever stoned when I watched this? No, but I know people who I would recommend it to them and they'd watch it that way. Directed by the late Bernardo Bettolucci. Produced by Jeremy Thomas. Screenplay by Gilbert Adair. Based on the novel The Holy Innocence by Gilbert Adair. Michael Pitt, Eva Green, Louis Gar... How do you say his name? Oh, it's Louis Garrel, who was in Little Women. Cinematography by Fabio Cinchetti. Edited, uh, edited by Jacob Corradri. Released in 2003 in France and in the U.S. in February of 2004. There's an NC-17 version and there's an R version. I'm going to describe why the rating. So they play those games, forfeit, and the sister says, name a film where the singer is wearing a gorilla head. And he can't, the brother can't come up with it. And so she says, Marlene Dietrich. And what does he have on the wall? A picture of Marlene Dietrich from the Blue Angel. So, the sister, this is, remember, this is the dreamers. This is pretend now, but that is, Bernardo Betelucci was known for controversy. And he said, the sister says to him, I want you to do what you did in front of her. And I want you to do it like when no one's watching. And so he does, and he whips it out, and he does it, and then he climaxes all over the picture of Marlena Dietrich in front of them. I I don't know if that's part of the rating, because in the R version, the coloring of it versus the NC set, yes, I've done my homework. I've watched The Dreamers many, many, many times. In fact, maybe I should watch it again. Where do I have that movie? I have it put away somewhere. 
it is not for the faint of heart. It is not. And, you know, I don't think anything that Bernardo Bertolucci ever did was faint of heart. Bernardo Bertolucci wanted you to think, yes, the end result of Last Tango in Paris is disturbing. It's disturbing. Bernardo Bertolucci died in 2018 at the age of 77. Hmm. How did he die? Okay, lung cancer. He won on uh, he won Oscars for The Last Emperor, Best Picture, Best Director in 1987. Bernardo Bertolucci knew how to film skin. Let's let's say it like it is, okay? You knew how to, if you took your clothes off, you took your clothes off. As an American, I strangely don't have any problems with nudity. I don't think I ever have. Uh, but I can't speak for everyone else in this country who has big problems with nudity and sex and sexuality. Where in Europe, it's like, ooh la la, sex. It's, yeah, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Maybe they're a little more freer. You got to remember that America is kind of a Puritan country. So they see sex as just procreation. It's like, oh, okay, you you have the kids and you're done. You don't have to do that anymore. Yeah, right. Okay. I don't think so. And so these films, that's what these films do, you know. I'm not even going to go into why I shouldn't say, you know. I'm not Alanis Morissette. You ought to know. <laughs> but film, film. You know, uh, I think of nudity and I think of when they were doing a, a Clockwork Orange, okay? And they had to purchase the rights to Singing in the Rain because he was going to sing that. If you've never seen a Clockwork Orange, watch it and you'll understand what I'm talking about. Where Malcolm McDowell sings Singing in the Rain and does something while he's singing it. And when they asked Gene Kelly what he thought of that. I shit you not, Gene Kelly said there could have been more pubic hair. Yes, he said it. I'm sure Malcolm McDowell chuckled. All right, all right, all right. I've mentioned this before that Malcolm McDowell was really, he still is a cheeky man. Very funny. He did, back in the 80s, they used to do fairy tale theater with Shelley Duvall, you know, olive oil and the shining. And Malcolm McDowell and his then wife, Mary Steen Virgin, now she's married to Ted Danson, did Little Red Riding Hood. Isn't that disturbing? It was really funny though. So Mary Steen Virgin is Little Red Riding Hood. And Malcolm McDowell, a little bit of the old in out, in out, is the big bad wolf. Hey. <laughs> it wasn't until I was older that I watched A Clockwork Orange and I thought, oh shit. That's the guy from a Little Red Riding. And then I started, wait, wait a minute. And had I watched that, I would have just 
laughed. I mean, I laugh now because it's like, oh. Do I have a clip of that? I mean, you know it's Malcolm McDowell. Malcolm McDowell will forever. He's done so much in in the past decade. In the past decades. But we when when Malcolm goes years from now, they will say the actor from a clockwork orange. Yes, they will. Because he, he was that good. He wasn't even nominated for that. Here we go. Malcolm McDowell. Little Red Riding Hood. Here we go. Here's here's Little Red Riding Hood. Mary Steen Virgin. I, I think they were married around this time. Maybe this is before the divorce. He played the Cockney Wolf. She really, I mean, I don't know if she played what age she's trying to play, Mary. It's kind of funny. Here we go. Here's a big bad wolf. Well, well, well. <laughs> now, this looks interesting. <laughs> a path. Mm. Yeah. I bet plenty of food comes walking down here. Mm. I could live over there. Close to the action, yet out of sight. Yeah. Isn't that voice so familiar? He could read the book. In fact, maybe he did. Here we go. Now, tell me what you had in mind, Georgie boy. Oh, the old Malocco Plus first, will you not say? Eh? <laughs> He's coming to shorten us up. Some of the Malocco Plus. <laughs> and that the Omni ones use, like, inspiration and what Bog sends. For now it was lovely music that came to my aid. There was... Remember, that's the Big Bad Wolf. And Alex DeLarge. And so we go back to Bernardo Bertolucci, who made very shocking films. So many. So did Stanley Kubrick. If Malcolm McDowell were probably 50, 20 years younger, he probably would have been in The Dreamers. That's just my opinion. <laughs> and that's what film does. Film just evaporates all of the lines all of the inhibitions and boom you're there so whenever people say to me oh in the past they would you need to have a drink and lighten up let go of your inhibitions and i'd say i kind of don't have any anymore i mean i do to an extent but my mind is kind of like oh okay because I because I've seen so many films and it's like oh and how they kind of translate that and here we are it's 420 and people take a hit and watch films I could I there probably are a few films that I did but I don't remember you know 
Oh wait, there was. It was a concert film. It was the Gorillas. Remember them? Yeah, two thousand and six. It was. Oh, even now when I hear "Oh Green World," yeah, it brings back memories. And so, a little bit of the old in out, in out, unpleasant dreams. <laughs>